Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless you, brothers and sisters. Uh, those of you who are in uh, in prison and those of you that are joining us uh, through the telecast. God bless you on today. Well, we're going to get right into our study for today, the glorious willing. Uh, and uh, as I said before, I say again, well, if the Lord allowed me, we're just going to be in teach mode on today. So we have five scriptures that we're going to go through and uh, we're going to just go right through them. It shouldn't take long. So let me give you those scripture right now. Those of you that have your pen and paper, you want to write it down. And those of you that just like to listen, you can listen as we go. Amen. Through the scriptures on today. Well, our first scripture is going to be coming out of the book of Romans. Romans, the fifth chapter, verse one through 10. Okay. That's Romans the fifth chapter, verse one through 10. Then we'll go to Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 30 Romans 8 and 30 uh then first Corinthians the first chapter verse 30 through 31 that's first Corinthians 1 30 through 31 then first Corinthians the third chapter verse 1 through 17 first Corinthians the third chapter verse 1 through 17 and our last scripture will be Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, uh, the fourth chapter, verse one through four. So that's First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, one through four. All right. So those are the scriptures that we're going to be dealing with on today in our lesson. And uh, I thought, if you'd like to write it down, I thought today is dealing with justification and sanctification. Those are the two subjects that I want to deal with. And I love talking about uh, these two subjects, uh, justification and sanctification. And, and my subject is how it works in our lives. Justification and sanctification, how it works in our lives. And each time that I do my study and just look at I'm just so grateful. I'm just so thankful to God that God justify his people. And that's the kind of God that we serve. And you'll see as we get into our study what I'm what I mean, where we talk, where we're coming from when we talk about justification and sanctification, which is two very important uh, things that the work of the Holy Spirit does in our life. Justification, let's give you a definition of what justification is. The word justification, what it means is uh is you know it's like I'm going to give you the definition, a Bible definition uh, of justification. It means uh, to be made righteous or as being right with God. Then it goes on to say justification worked this way. Justification is this, just as if it had not happened, just as if it had not, I had not sinned. That's what justification is all about. You remember so many things goes on in our world today where uh, uh, we can identify with uh, uh, people being uh, slain by a police officer. Uh, blacks are being killed by a police officer. And then you see the families come out and say, well, we want justice. We want justice. We won't rest until we get justice. In other words, 
just as a justification is we want what's fair. We want what's right. We want what's what's due because of what happened. We want to make sure justice is served. Amen. All right. So that's what it means. We want justice. We want what's fair. We want the, the right judgment to come down. So the word justification, uh, the word justice, justification, and justified, all these words are rooted together. They're tied together, meaning pretty much the same thing, uh, meaning just, fair, that which is due. All of it meaning pretty much the same thing. So we're going to deal with justification today and how it works in the lives of God's people. So I thank God. I thank God that justification is at work in my life. In other words, uh, God justified me. Just God justified you. In other words, justification is like uh, is like whatever you did. It didn't happen. God wiped it off he wiped the slate clean how did he do that we'll get into how did he do it but that's what justification is all about so if you look at justification you can say justification equals just as if it had not happened just as if i had not done what it was i had not sinned and so i'm so grateful today for justification so no matter what you've done in life when the lord justify you it's just like it had not happened in other words god vindicates his people and he sets us free remember the lord said whom the son set free what is free indeed so it's just like uh uh going to court going to trial and at the end of the uh the the the, the whole ordeal the judge said the case is dismissed. Thrown out of the courtroom. Somebody said case dismissed. Drop the charges. That's what justification is all about. And so uh, that's what God has done for you and I as Christians. He has dropped whatever the charges were in our life. They're dropped. They're gone. We're vindicated. And the only way that we can uh, have access to this is by faith. Well, let's get into some reading. Let's see what the Lord is going to say here. In Romans, the fifth chapter, verse one down to verse number 10, we're going to do some reading, but we're going to walk right on down through that, okay? Just follow me. Romans, the fifth chapter, verse number one, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there it is. That's the answer right there. How do we have or receive justification? We get justification uh, by faith. It's an act of faith. You, first of all, you got to believe what Jesus done for you, that he went to the cross and that he died for you, that he shed his blood for you, and the act that he carried out on Calvary and that he did this for you to redeem you and I of our sin. This is how justification works. So he said, therefore, being what? Justified by faith, we have peace with God. This is the only way that you and I can have peace with God. It's through justification. If God don't justify you, you'll never have peace with God. If God don't drop, drop these charges, if he don't do what he did, you will never have peace with God. And we have peace with God through, there it is, our Lord Jesus Christ. Going on to read just a little bit further. It said, by whom also we have access by faith. There it is. We have access. Somebody say access. 
we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So by faith, we have access. Y'all understand the word access. You know, you have a bank account, a bank account, and you got your debit card. And so the debit card, you got your PIN number or your password or whatever it is. You can go to the bank and make a withdrawal, $20, $40, whatever. You have access to your account uh, by using what? The password or the PIN. So we have access to God Almighty through Jesus Christ. So you can never get to God unless you go through who? Jesus. There it is. So we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and wherein we rejoice in the hope of our glory. Verse number three said, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patient and patient experience and experience hope. You know, if you really want to have some experience, you really want to have uh, uh, get somewhere with God, you got to go through something. And, and this is one of the things that God's people I found. We don't want to go through anything. We don't want to suffer. People, they, 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 they want your glory, but they don't they want to have nothing to do with your story. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And we look at many folk, we look at their glory. Oh, they looking good and they got this and they have that and oh, they just got it going on. But you don't know their story. And this is one of the secrets that most millionaires and most people that have made it successful in life, they, they don't share their story. So we look at their glory and sometimes we envy them and sometimes we will whatever. We just wish we were in their shoes, but we don't know what they went through. To get to where they are. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So we have to take a look at that. So uh, God said, and patient uh, work is bring about experience and experience hope. And verse number five said, and hope make us not ashamed. So I thank God today that you and I, we have hope because the love of God is what? Shed it abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I thank God today for the love of God that was shedded in my heart. The love of God that shedded in your heart. And this love of God we're talking about justified you and I. Verse number six said, for when we were yet without strength. Oh, thank you, Lord. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Y'all see it right there, verse six? So when we were without strength, when we were without help, you know, and, and this is a, this is the state our world is in right now. We're without strength. We were they are they're without help. They don't know who to turn to, what to turn to. But he said, when we, the people of God, were without strength, thank God for strength. In due time, Christ died for us. You know, Jesus came just in time. Somebody said, somebody said he may not come when you want him, but he's on time. He's always on time. He's on time, God. He's always on time. Whenever he show up, it's right on time. He may not come when you want. If he come today, he's on time. If he come tomorrow, he's on time. If he come tonight, he's on time. Because he know when he's coming. And when he come, he's on time. It don't matter what's going on. Y'all remember the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was sick and died. He was three days. He could have showed up day one. He could have showed up day three. But the Lord showed up the third day. He was, he, in their eyes, he was late. Mom said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
But what Martha didn't know, whenever whenever Jesus show up, it's on time. Right, follow me. Whenever he shows up, he's on time. He showed up day three. He right on time because he know what he going to do. He going he gonna to call Lazarus out of the grave. He's always on time. And so uh, he said here, uh, so in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now notice verse number seven. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God, verse 8 said, but God commended his love toward us. Y'all see that? He said, but God. Somebody said, but God. Oh, I, I just thank God for Jesus. But God, and when everything else has failed, when everything else was going wrong, but God. Oh, I ain't talking about the government, but I'm talking about but God. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commended his love. He recommended his love for his people. And while we were, we were still in our sins. I thank God for Jesus today. While we were yet in our sins, Christ died for us. Now notice verse number nine. Much, much more than, much more than being now justified by his blood. We're talking about justification. We're talking about being uh, uh, as, as if it had happened. As, as just as, no, as he wiped it clean. You can't see it. So much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we are justified how? Through the blood of Jesus. Somehow I thank God for the blood on today. The blood of Jesus will justify you and I. Now, people can say what they want to say about you and say about your old life that you used to live. But when God justify you, it's just like it never happened. Folks will remember. Folks will not. They won't forget. There's a well, I remember uh, he used to drink. But God looks at it and says, just like it never happened. I remember when he used to have three, four women's in the car. When God justify you, it's just like it never happened. Man won't forgive you. Man may not ever forget. But God said, it's just like it never happened. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. When we talk about justification today, it's just like it never happened, brothers and sisters. So he said, being justified uh, by his blood, we are saved from wrath to come. Now, verse number 10 said, for if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we are saved by the life that Jesus led. We're saved by the life that Jesus gave up. He gave up his life that we might be saved. And that's how we receive justification in our life. Just as if it has not happened. Justification to be made right as in being made right with God. Jesus made it right. Aren't y'all glad today that Jesus made it right? I'm so glad he made it right in my life. Man couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But Jesus made it right. And this is what people are asking for in these, in these uh, heinous crime that goes on in life. They just want somebody to make it right. They want the judge to make it right. They want the lawmakers to make this right. What they did is wrong. Somebody fix this and make this right. 
And so they march and so they protest and so they tear up things and burn things because they want somebody to get somebody's attention. Make this right. Make this right. We don't want a slap on the hand, a slap on the wrist. We're marching because we want somebody to make this right. That's what justification is. And this is what Jesus done for us in our sins that was in our life when we were yet sinners. Jesus made it right. How did he make it right? He went to Calvary and gave up his life that we may have a right to the tree of life. Just as if it had not happened. That's what Jesus done. Let's go just a little bit further. Now, uh, turn with me through the book of Romans. We're still in the book of Romans. Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter. Take a look at this. Romans, the eighth chapter in verse number 30. Check this out. Are you there? Amen. Romans 8 and verse 30. All right. Verse 30 said, now, well, let, let's look at verse number 29 and then we'll read down to 30. For whom he did for no. Aren't y'all, I'm so glad today God, he, he knew me. He knew my name. God knows your name. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30 said, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. In whom he called, them he also justified. Y'all see what I'm saying? In whom he justified, them he also glorified. So we're talking about justification right here. And so it says, those that the Lord has called, those who he foreknew before time, those he predestinated, and those that he predestinated, he said, and them whom he also called, he also what? Justified. So what I'm saying today, did the Lord call you? And I believe he called all of us. He called us to a better way of life. God called men and women everywhere. And he said, them that he called, he justified. So if God called you today, brother, if God called you today, my sister, God will justify. You don't have to look to man to be justified, God will clear you. God will uh, vindicate you if he calls you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? God will wipe your slate clean just as if it did not happen if he called you. And this is what God does. He said he will clean your life up. He said for whom them those that he called, he justified. Those that he called, he, he, he put them in a right standing with God. He dropped the charges. He said case dismissed. Those that he called. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I thank God today that he called us. And after he called, see, what, 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 what kind of God would he be if he called us in all our all of our sins and all the, uh, the guilt, the thing that we've done wrong still stands? There's an old song out uh, I used to hear folks saying, my bishop used to talk about it. He was singing, I don't know the, all the words or the lyrics or something, but the song said, uh, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunge beneath the blood and, and lose their what? Guilt and stains. 
Y'all know what I'm saying? So, so here's what Jesus done right here. What kind of God would he be if he called me out of the world and all my guilts and stains, they still exist. So when he called us out from the world, he dropped these charges. He, he justifies us. In other words, God said, this is my man. This is, this is my child. He's mine now. There, there, there's nothing uh, standing between me and my Savior now. Why? Because of Jesus, God has justified us. Aren't you glad that God justified you? I'm so glad for justification. I remember, I remember we're talking about justification. I remember years ago, early in the church, uh, we used to do the communion. We're going to move on the communion service. At that time back then, we used to serve, some of y'all probably remember, we used to serve a real wine during the communion service. Okay. And you know, to get the real wine, uh, you, you, you know where you got to go to get it. See, right. You got to go to the liquor store to get it. And said so people will hold things against you, but God, God knows everything. And, uh, we had this particular brother in our church. His name was Earl King and Earl was one of my, my right hand man. I'm my go-to guy. And uh, very supportive in what we was doing, and just just right hand man in the church. Well, one day, what happened was, I knew we was going to have communion service Sunday, and so I had to go and get the things prepared with. Okay, easy to get the bread, you know, the, the unleavened bread, the crackle, whatever it was. But I had to go to the liquor store to get the wine. So we used Mark and Davis wine, right? Okay, the soft stuff, not the the, uh, the kind that he used for communion. And so, while I was there, I picked up that bottle of Mark and Davis wine so we could use it. You know, it's just a sip in a little cup. It ain't you ain't gonna get drunk off a sip. But anyway, while I picked that up and I came home, somebody saw me at the liquor store, and and they told they told my right hand man, brother Earl King, I saw your pastor at the liquor store. And, and Brother King just didn't be, no, 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 because he thought so well of me. He said, no, not my preacher. You didn't see my preacher at the liquor store. No, he don't do that. And so he asked me about it. He said, Pastor, this, uh, folk talked to me, and they told me they saw you at the liquor store. He was all tore up about it. I said, well, now, Brother King, you know we have communion, and you know we use the wine, right? Yeah. I said, well, I got to go up there to get it. They don't ship it to me in the mail. So I had, I was there, and that's what I was getting. What, the wine for us to have our communion that Sunday. I wasn't buying uh, Jack Daniel. <laughs> no, we wasn't getting no Jack Daniel. We were getting Morgan Davis. Y'all follow what I'm saying? The, the candidate used in communion. And so in the eyes of the people, they will condemn you. But in the eyes of God, God know what's going on. Y'all follow what I'm saying? God know what's going on. And when I explain it to him that way, he said, oh, yeah, I know what you was doing. Okay, y'all. That cleared up everything. But they were trying to paint his pastor bad. And he knew his pastor was better than that. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Now, let's go just a little bit further here. Check this out. He said, for now, verse 30 said, for those that he have called, uh, he justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And what he's saying that when God justified you, justified and you made you right in a right standing with God, he will also glorify you. What it mean? Glorification means 
glorified is he can he can praise you. He can brag on you. You know, like you told uh, Job, the devil about Job. Have you considered my servant Job? That's when God glorifies us. He can he can he can brag on us and call on us and, and present us to people and say, ah, he's a he's a good man. So God will justify us. And after he justifies us, he can talk about and brag about his servants, his his people that he have in the in the army of God. Now, that's what he said. All right, let's go just a little bit further. So justification is being made right with God. Y'all follow me? I thank God for justification. Now, uh, I won't just say, of course, I can't do justification justice because it's, 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 it's so big and, and all I can do is just scratch the surface. But I thank God today for Jesus uh, justifying his people. Now, let me talk just a little bit about sanctification. Then we're going to move on out of the way. Uh, sanctification, this is the way it works. We're talking about justification and sanctification, how it works in our lives. As I said, justification is when God remove all your guilt and stain as just as if it hadn't happened. That's justification. That's what he's done for us. So no matter what man say, God said it didn't happen. You know, the, one scripture in the Bible said God takes our sins and he threw it in the sea of what? Forgiveness. Y'all see what I'm saying? Just like it never happened. We throw it in the sea, let it go to the bottom of the sea. You know? All right. Now, let's talk just a little bit about sanctification. Now, this is another very important thing that I find that a lot of Christians uh, run away from or they don't have any dealing with or they don't stay long enough to get it. So now after God justifies us, after he cleans us up, somebody said, thank God for cleaning me up. So after he justifies you, see, uh, after he justified you and remove your guilt and your stain, God has to, the work of sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the work of the Holy Spirit is it's an ongoing process. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I, I've been in the church years ago, and, and you hear folk get up and think, uh, testify, and they said, back in when they had testimony, they would say, I thank God for being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's where they go. But you don't know what they really mean. You don't know really, really what they really mean by that, where they're going. What do you mean? A feel and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost filled and vow baptized. What are you talking about? They're talking about sanctification. But they don't go any further with sanctification. So what I want to do is just try to help you understand sanctification a little bit better than other than what people used to say when they testify. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. What do you mean? Now, sanctification is a ongoing process. It's ongoing for the rest of your life. Let's look at it and see what it said. Okay, let's look at it. All right. Now, let me give you the definition of sanctification. Sanctification is God cleaning process to make a person whole and like Jesus. That's what sanctification is. When God is cleaning up our lives and making us whole and like Jesus. So you can't be sanctified until God got to first justify you, okay? Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's why I talk about justification first. He first got to justify you. In other words, I stand for this man. So the blood of Jesus justified us. And after he get us justified and, and clean and the charges are dropped, now he can go about to introduce us to sanctification. Now, Look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. 
First Corinthians, the first chapter. This is this is one of the thing issues that I find wrong with a lot of Christians. That uh, they 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 seem to be some good people out here, some good saints, some good Christians, but they lack sanctification. They lack sanctification. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit cleaning up my life. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And we need that. See, some people they need their mouth cleaned up. They need their spirit cleaned up. They need their minds cleaned up. I, I work with a group of guys, and and, and, and you know. And, and nobody's exempt preachers. I work with several preachers on my job, work with one right now. And, and, and he, they, they, they've been preaching a long time, but they lack sanctification because their mouth needs to be cleaned up. They say bad words. They curse words. They say, they, you ever, any of y'all know about some cussing preachers? It's what it's like that. They cuss. They say bad things. So they lack in sanctification. So sanctification is a work of the Holy Spirit cleaning up our mind, cleaning up our life, cleaning up our body. And we need the Holy Spirit to clean us up. Check this out right here. First uh, Corinthians, the first chapter. Look, look at verse number third. There, here we are. All right. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. So it, it's the grace of God. It was God's will that we be in Christ Jesus. Who of God, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? See what he's saying? So what God is saying in this particular verse, it was God's will that we be introduced to Christ. And it was Christ's job to introduce us to wisdom and, and, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This is what he done. So sanctification is the, is the work of the Holy Spirit cleaning up our minds. Y'all follow what I'm saying? All right. Let's go a little bit further. And verse 31 said that according as it is written, he that glory let him glory in the Lord. Now what he's saying there. Uh, so if anybody boasts, if anybody want to, that's what, that's what glory is. If anybody want to brag, let him, let him make his boast in the Lord. We need to stop talking about what I did, what he did, what she did, and talk about what God did. Because we can't do nothing about ourselves. My life, my life me is nothing. I, 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 I didn't make my life the way it is. I have to give God all the glory. God didn't bring you to where you are right now. I mean, you didn't bring yourself to where you are right now. God did it. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So when we make our boast, he said, he did glory, let him glory in the Lord. We need to say, I thank God for where I am right now. I, I, I really do. I thank God for where he brought me from to where I am right now. And that's, a, that's the work of sanctification. It's not that I'm so good, but, it, but, but God is so great and God is so mighty and that he did it all. He cleaned my life up. He cleaned yours up also. So when we boast, when we brag, let's talk about how good God is. Let's talk about what God brought us from, what God done for us. Stop talking about what we did. But he that brag, he that want to glory, make your glory, make your boast in the Lord. All right, let's go just a little bit further. Now, the definition of sanctification, I want you to understand, sanctification is God cleaning process to make a person whole and like Jesus. Okay? Sanctification affects our character and our conduct. Now, that's big. Check it out now. We're just going to teach them over today, okay? Sanctification affects our character. 
I'm going to tell you what character is. It affects our character and our conduct. Now, there are a lot of Christians that their character isn't what it ought to be. And, and their conduct isn't what it ought to be. I told you the time before, uh, just a few Sundays ago, that, that, that I, I, we, we need to hear up and get back in church because some of the Christians, they don't start cussing. And they weren't cussing before we left. So, saint, they, they, see, we losing our sanctification. Well, God cleaning process is clean our minds up and clean our spirits up. We are letting the world slowly come back in. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification, we God clean us up. That we'll be more like Jesus. Somebody say, I won't be like Jesus. No, Jesus wasn't cussing. I don't think he was a cussing Jesus. Y'all follow what I'm saying? All right. And so sanctification affects our character and our conduct. Our, our conduct is our behavior and our action. The way we act, your conduct. You know, in school, they used to have on a report card. I don't know if they got it now. You have, you have your A's and B's over here. And then over here, they got your conduct. Some of y'all made A's and B's and some made, uh, what, what they put in conduct? They put a, in conduct, they put a, put a what? Uh, yeah. And, and the E is what? Good conduct. And, and, and the N is what? You need to work on it. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of Christian need to work on conduct. And so character has a lot to do with conduct. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And so it's, it's a work of the uh, Holy Spirit to work on our conduct. Some of our conducts need to be improved. There it is right there. And character, character, character is at the, our qualities that distinguishing us. And some of them have good qualities. Moral, moral, good moral, excellent good qualities and and this is where the devil is creeping in and causing the christian god people to, to he working on our character and he working on our conduct and, and we got to get that fixed we got to go to god in prayer there's only way i can't fix it you can't fix it but we got to go to god on the saint the work of the sanctification is the work of the holy spirit he works on my conduct and he works on my character all right now check this out right here Let's go just a little bit further. Now, we, uh, uh, I gave you 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. Take a look at this right here. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Turn over a few, few pages. The third chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now, this is a good story, a good example of Christian character and conduct too. It's all, all of it in there. Their character and their conduct. Let's take a look at it. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 1. We're going to read just a little bit. We're almost done. Then we're going to move on a little further. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 1 through 17. Check this out. Now, Paul is dealing with some of the Christians at Corinth with their immaturity and, and their conduct and their uh, character. Check this out. Verse 1 said, And I, Paul, I could not speak unto you as unto spirituals. Y'all see it? But as unto kernels, even as unto babes in Christ. So Paul recognized that to some of the Christians that at Corinth, they were they 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 weren't their their conduct wasn't as as becoming. And he said, I couldn't speak to you as talking to a spiritual person. Well, you ought to be able to talk to a brother. 
and y'all can have good conversation about the Lord. You all be able to talk to a sister and y'all can have good conversation about the Lord. But when you talk to somebody and it comes in all upside the wall and way out there in the left field, something wrong. Sanctification. Sanctification is very, very important here. Now, it's the work of the Holy Spirit to get us there. And God will do it. Somebody said, let God do it. You let God do it, he'll do it. He said, now, I couldn't speak unto you as unto spirit, uh, but as unto carnal, even as unto babe. He's verse number two said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. You weren't able to bear it then, and you're still not able to bear it. So what's wrong? You're not growing. You know, somebody said grow in grace. Sanctification helps us grow. Sanctification get us from right here to over here. Sanctification is slowly but surely we're getting better. I may not be what I ought to be, but I thank God I'm not what I used to be. Sanctification is moving us. We are making progress. And this is what's going on with a lot of Christians. They run away from sanctification. If you don't run away, God will get you there. He really will. It take time. One man told me Rome wasn't built in a day. And I asked me, I said, wasn't built in a day? He said, no. I said, well, how long did it take? I don't know, but it wasn't built in a day. It take time. God will get you there, but you got to stay before the Lord. Go on just a little bit further. We got to make on, make some, move on. All right. He said, verse three said, for you are yet colonel. And whereas there is among you envy and strife, division, are you not current and walk as men? See, we talk about sanctification. This is sanctification right here. God getting us away from all this stuff. Are you not current? You're full of envy and full of strife, a lot of division. God don't want this in the body. Verse 4 said, uh, for while one say, I am a Paul, and another say, I am a Paul. He, he said, are you not colonel? Paul, my pastor, knows it well. Well, Paul, my pastor, but are you not colonel talking like this? Or goes on a little bit further. He's verse five said, For then is Paul, who is Paul? That's what he said. Who is Paul and who is Apollo? But minister by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. So it is it, it, not so much that, well, Gibber Palace is my bishop. It's not so much that, well, Frank Array is my pastor. It, look, who is Frank Array? Who is Bishop Patterson? Who is, who is Dunn Johnson? Who, who is all any of these? They are all just ministers of God's people. They're just ministers. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And so when we when we get into these things, we're showing our carnality. And verse 6 says, I have planted a pile of water, but God give the increase. We all working toward the same goal. Verse 7 says, so then neither is he that planted anything, neither is he that watered anything, but God that give the increase. So Paul is nothing, Apollos is nothing, uh, Patterson is nothing, Johnson is nothing. We all, we aren't anything, but it's God. It's all about him. Y'all follow what I'm saying? It's God that give the increase. These saints right here in Corinth, they lack sanctification. All right. Verse 8 said, now he that planteth and he that waters are one. That's one thing we all need to understand. He that water and he that planteth we're all one. And everyone shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, and you are God's husbandry. husbandry. You are God's building. Verse 10 said, 
According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another build their own. But let every man take heed how he build their own, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. All right. Verse 12 says, now, if a man build, let's see, hold just so, so I want to read all that. All right. Check this out. All right. Now, skip down to verse 14. Now, if any man work abide, whether he have built their own, he shall receive a reward. If any man work shall be burned, he shall neither he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. Know ye not. Know ye not. Y'all see it? That ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. So this is dealing with our sanctification. It takes time. God's going to get us there, but we're going to have to let the Holy Spirit do his work. All right? I'm almost done. Uh, my last scripture is uh, the book of Thessalonians. Thessalonians, the first, first Thessalonians, the fourth chapter in verse one. Check this out. Now, Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit, God cleaning us up. We got to let the Holy Spirit do what it does. God cleaning a person to make a person like Jesus, whole and like Jesus. Sanctification consists of, it affects our character and our conduct. I work with a man almost every day. I have to talk with him every day. He's a pastor, not a pastor, but he's a minister. And he be cussing like a sailor. And sometimes I have to catch myself because that old cussing spirit, sometimes it seems like it want to jump in my mouth. And seem like purposely he be trying to do things that aggravate me so that cursing spirit jumping. And he would love to say, well, I got Thomas cussing over here. He would love, he would be a love for that to happen. That was Satan would love uh, to see that happen. But don't you let the devil push you into something, uh, an area that you know that's not you. And that's what the devil be doing. He put these folks in your way and put these folks around you and, and, and try to get you to pull you off into that quicksand. But you said, no deal, no deal, no deal. Now, if I start cussing right along with him, he probably get tilted and laughing. Man, Tom was cussing today. Oh, but the devil looks a lie. The devil looks a lie, y'all. Now, check this out. First uh, Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse one down to verse four, then we're going to let you go. He said, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. It's all about getting better. Sanctification, abound more and more. I'm getting better and better. I'm getting stronger and stronger and wiser and wiser. That's what sanctification is all about. Verse 2 said, for you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Y'all see it? Verse 3 said, for this is the will of God. Somebody said, this is the will of God. This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. So what he's saying here, what Paul is saying to the Thessalonians, he said, sanctification is the will of God. We have to understand that. Sanctification is the will of God. God cleaning my life up that I might be more like Jesus. There it is right there. For this is the will of God, 
even your sanctification. Yes, it's the will of God. Clean me up, Lord. Clean my mouth up. Clean my mind up. Clean my spirit up. Make me pure. What 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 that song say? Uh, it's a song say uh, uh, make me holy, pure, pure and holy, tried and true. I don't know all the words of them. Yeah, yeah, make me a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, make me a sanctuary. Yeah, tried and true. That's that's what it's all about. And so he said, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, uh, that you abstains, uh, abstain from uh, fornication. Verse four said, for that every one of you should know how to possess his vessels in sanctification and honor. God, this is the will of God. You need to know how to possess your vessels in sanctification and in honor. It's the will of God that you know this. But the Holy Spirit got to teach you. You'll never get it on your own. The Holy Spirit is teaching us how to possess our vessels in sanctification and honor. Now, I heard a man say, uh, well, you know, sometimes to keep your vessels in sanctification and honor, it it, it can mean a lot of times. Sometimes you may have to run to maintain your sanctification. Sometimes you sometimes you may have to go not go around certain people to maintain your sanctification. Well, Kenny Rogers' song said, you got to know when to hold and when to fold and when to walk away and when to run. You want want to be like Jesus. You got to know these things. Joseph knew. Joseph knew when to flee. Joseph knew. And so Joseph was interested in maintaining his sanctification. And and, and a woman grabbed him. Joseph took off running. And so if you're in a situation like that, don't just stand there. You may have to run. You may tell him, wait a minute, and make your exit. <laughs> and don't come back. Keep going. So knowing how to prevent, uh, 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 possess your vessels in sanctification. Um, so what I'm trying to say today, brothers and sisters, I didn't do it just, but just a little. I just scratched the surface about justification and sanctification. Justification is what God done for us. He cleaned our lives up, wiped the slate clean. Now sanctification, he's going to show us how to stay clean. Show me how to stay clean, Lord. You got to show it. You just can't go fishing for a man and feed him all the time. They say, well, uh, you, you, you what? You give a man a fish, you what? Feed him for a day, but you teach him how to fish and feed him for a lifetime. So that's what the Holy Spirit is doing here. He cleaned our lives up. Yeah, I thank him for it. Now he's going to show us how to stay clean. That's sanctification. Lord, I thank you for cleaning my life up. Now show me how to keep it clean. Sanctification, justification, and sanctification. Give the Lord a hand, praise. It's something that'll help you on today. The work of the Holy Spirit. This is what sanctification and justification is doing for our life. We are so grateful today for God. God is so good. And we thank him today for blessing our soul. Well, we got a little time left. We're going to get ready and, and, and do something different here. Uh, uh, Brother Marcus, how you feel? Good. Can you feel like you feel like blessing us today? All right. At this time, we're going to give away for my friend, Brother Marcus. Come sure. And uh, Brother Marcus is going to bless us and he's he going to take us on off the air. Give the Lord a hand and praise everybody. Hallelujah. God bless you. Out of the Lord for being here today. I thank God for being saved on today. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for this past on today. I just, I had talked to my brother on, uh, 
on Messenger. And I told him I was just going to stop through here. I didn't know y'all had to get back in church. So I said, yeah, I'm going to come through here and see Dad and Mom, man, just to check on y'all, see how things are going. But I tell you, you preaching that word on today. I thank God for the word. The word. Because it's the word that's what's going to keep us. That's what's going to keep us. They're shouting and dancing and all that is fine. But when the, when the trouble comes, when the trials come, you're going to have you gonna have to have something to stand on anymore. So no, we, we ain't going to just do no shouting and dancing. But you better get some teaching. Get some word up under your belt. So I thank God for the word. Like I said, sanctification is very important. We need the Holy Ghost. Because this is the thing that's going to keep us. It's going to help us to run on and see what the end going to be. I'm just going to send a piece of this song. The song said, we offer praise for your goodness and for your mercy. Toward us, we offer praise. And we just honor you because you are worthy of the praise. I'm going to do it this way. I ain't going to do it the original way. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> so just follow me a little bit if you can. Oh, Lord. We give you praise. Ah. Oh Lord, we bless your name. Did a lot of singing Friday. Y'all pray for me. And we lift our voices to say thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Toward us for your goodness and your mercy toward us. We offer praise, O oh Lord. We give you praise. And, O oh Lord, we bless your name. And, we lift our voices to say thank you for your goodness and your mercy toward us for your goodness and your mercy toward us. We all for praise, for you are worthy of glory, hallelujah, honor, worthy of the praise for your goodness and your mercy toward us. We all for praise, for you are worthy. Glory, honor, worthy of all the praise for your goodness and your mercy toward us for your goodness and your mercy toward us. We all for praise hallelujah hallelujah from a little while hallelujah just help me singing hallelujah 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Yes. Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. God, we go with you. Lord, we, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. Yeah, Lord. Lord, we praise you. Yeah, Lord. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Yes, Lord. Lord, we love you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. We adore you, Lord. For we adore you. Yes, Lord. We adore you. Thank you, Lord. We adore you. Thank you. We adore you. Say hallelujah one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Let's begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. God, you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. God, I honor you. Thank you for life, thank you for life. Thank you for life. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for peace. Thank you for my mind, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wonderful Savior, wonderful Savior. Wonderful Jesus. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. We adore you, Lord. Nobody like you in all the earth. 
God, you're great and you're mighty. Can we bless you today? Thank you for your name. 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 Your name is above every name. Your name. It is a strong tower. Your name. Your name is holy. Can we bless you today? Can we bless you? Can we honor you? God, we glorify you. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody like God. Wonderful Savior. Yeah, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. He is a wonder. Hallelujah. He reaches to the highest mountain. Hallelujah. Glory. And it flows to the Lord who is valley. Oh, oh, the blood. Thank you, Lord. That gives me strength. Higher, Isaiah. From day to day, it will never, hallelujah, never lose. It's power, but it reaches, hallelujah, to the high. Yes, about it. Glory. And it flows, Hajarashi, to the Lord. The Lord is valley. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood. Thank you. That gives me strength. Thank you for your strength. From day to day, it will never. Never, never lose his power, but it reaches, hallelujah, to the high, yes, mountain, glory, and it flows to the low, west valley, oh, yes, all oh, the blood. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never, never lose its power. Hallelujah. It'll never lose its power. And it'll reach to the highest mountain. Hallelujah. It'll go down to the low places. Hallelujah. No matter how far you think you've been, Pastor. How low you think you've been. He can reach down. In the monk and Marvin, pick you up. And deliver you. All you got to do is give it to him. Trust in him. And he'll give you the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He'll never lose this power. Hallelujah. He's greater than any plan of the enemy. And he can do great things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Glory, glory. I thank the Lord. 
I got a testimony, Pastor. Just want to tell real quick. Um, I don't know if y'all seen the news. Um, this past Friday, I uh, was getting up, getting ready to go to work, and uh, the grandbaby came in and he was like, Granddaddy, let me come to the door. Let me show you something. Get to the door, not knowing what I was going to see. Get to the door. My whole house, everything was a live crab scene Friday morning. Live crime. I'm talking about they got tape everywhere, tape here, there. I'm talking about tape everywhere from my house to where the, where the actual event happened. Crime scene tape everywhere. So police came and, you know, just asking us questions, what's going on. Come to find out a 16-year-old boy got shot in the house, like right across from us. And um, I was asleep at the time that when it happened, it was like about four o'clock in the morning. I was actually asleep. My wife was up. My some of them, they were up in the house. And they said it was literally sound like they was going to war. I'm talking about so many gunshots. I think the police said it was like 40 slug shots just around my house alone. And the guy, I think he was like running through our backyard. They was chasing them. How it was, chasing them through our backyard. So the shooting was like, well, my window in the back, my room was like right there. So they was actually shooting right by my room. But that's why I said the blood it will never lose its power. Hallelujah! It'll reach to the highest mountain. He will cover you. He will cover you, I tell you. And I thank God for the shield of protection on our lives. Because it could have been the other way. Hallelujah. But God spared us and shield us. I tell you, no spray bullet, nail bullet came through the house. And they shot the other house all up. Bullets all in the house. All through the doors, the windows. The house is just in a sham. I mean, they shot the house literally up. But now bullet came our way. So I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. God is good to us. So it pays to serve him. It pays to serve him. Who wouldn't serve if the song said, a God like this. A God that can do anything but fail. He can't make the way. He will open the door. He will fix the condition if we trust in him. If we lean on him. If we depend on him. God will fight our battles. He'll fight the battle. But we got to trust in him. Hold on to him. Hold on to him. No matter what you're facing, hold on to God. And he'll bring you through. I appreciate this time. I love y'all. I'll be back. But I love the word. The word was true on today. We got to be holy. Got to live holy. It's time to live safe. So many dying, he couldn't eat folks out of here. It's time to wake up and see what's going on. People going day by day, they're going to break next week. It's time to get it right. He's calling us. He's calling us. He done called all the old saints in. All the saints we came, that I came up with, Pastor, they gone. All the, all the trademarks that we came up on, the one that taught us and pushed us in the way. Now they gone. So now it's time for us to stand and hold up the banner of holiness. We can't take down now. We can't give in to the plan of the enemy. But we got to stand on his word. On his word. Not what men saying. Because they saying all kinds of stuff. Well, we got to know what the word says. 
if we're going to make it in this life, you're going to have to stand on the way, knowing that he's going to bring you out. All his promises are sure. He don't like nothing. Everything he said, he going to do. And he going to perform it. That's what he said he going to do. So say, be encouraged. Hold on to God. And he'll take you through. Y'all pray for me now. God bless you. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen for blessing our soul on this morning. We thank God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's time. Amen. And God's people. Amen. Began to praise God. I have a wonderful testimony. I tell you, I, I endured that testimony. I was just sharing it uh, with Sister Johnson on the way uh, this morning. I said, Sister, so many uh, people that we know, they gone on. They gone. And, 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 and we left here. And you know what? God left us here for a reason. We got some work to do, y'all. Amen. So God bless you. We're going to move on at this same way. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.